بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام علیکم اٹ از ٹیوزڈے جون دا And in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 324. And uh, we are discussing the words of uh, Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Holy Quran, verse 102. These uh, broadcasts are brought to you by LASER, Lahore MDS School for Education in Religion, which is a department of the MDA Association for Propagation of Islam, also known as the Lahore MDA Movement. Just to remind you that um, The uh, MDA movement was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Rahmatullahi of Adiyah. And he taught us that although other people say that uh, a prophet will come after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, this is incorrect. Because the Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was Khatimul Nabiyyi. And the Holy Prophet Muhammad explained its meaning by saying it means La Nabi Abadi, there is no prophet after him. So now no prophet is going to come, whether an old one or a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad claimed that in accordance with the hadiths of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, he was a mujaddid, a reformer. who had uh, come to defend Islam and clear misunderstandings and misconceptions about their religion from the Muslims' minds. And uh, there were many mujaddids before him, many reformers. But his distinction was that he was the one for whom the Holy Prophet used the titles, the Messiah and the that Muslims are hasty in calling each other heretics and kafirs and out of the fold of Islam and so 
He said that the Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim, then this edict of heresy returns to the person who uttered it. So serious is this matter. And Hazrat Mirza Ulam also told that uh, Muslims say part of prophetic revelation has been left out of the Holy Quran. And some revelation that is in the Holy Quran has been abrogated, cancelled. Its dictates no longer apply. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam said this cannot be right because the Holy, the, Allah says in the Holy Quran that I have revealed it and I shall protect it. I am its guardian. So how can anything that Allah is guarding have part of the prophetic revelation missing? Or have verses in it which uh, whose commandments has been abrogated. Simply not possible. But if you these things not only are they against the Holy Quran and Islam but they also give others an opportunity to poke fun at Islam. So <clears throat> let us turn to uh, the verse that we are looking at at the moment. 102. And uh, also just to remind you that, uh, you know, um, it's a long verse, so uh, I'm not going to recite the whole verse every time, but just the part that may be relevant to our discussion. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim وَاتَّبَعُوا مَا تَتْلُ الشَّيَاطِينُ عَلَىٰ مُلْكِ سُلَيْمَانِ وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانِ وَلَاكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسِ السِّحْرِ And they follow, this is a continuation from the last verse which ended saying, and they were given the book and they threw the book of Allah behind their backs as if they knew nothing. And then, it, and then the Holy Quran carries on and they follow what the devils fabricated against 
the kingdom of Solomon. And Solomon disbelieved not, but the devils disbelieved, teaching men enchantment. Well, we are going to look at, uh, I was hoping we'd look at uh, two words. You only moon and nas, but uh, I only managed to cover the first word in the Ubi broadcast, so uh, I'll only cover the first word in English as well. But before we go to that, the word enchantment. It's interesting because I I want to say something about that. There are lots of people who believe in these things. And there are lots of people who make money from these things. You know, your child is uh, ill or whatever. And they say, oh, forget doctors. Take your child to X or Y or Z. And they'll recite some incantation and blow on the child and the child will be okay, etc. And, you know, they uh, believe in the fact that, you know, someone has put some magic spell on someone or they've uh, you know recited some magic spell and blown on a glass of water and uh, given it to you to drink and uh, you are now under that spell if you look at this verse of the holy quran the holy quran says all of that is kufr It's heresy, it's heretical, it has nothing to do with Islam. So please remember that and don't let these charlatans fool you and uh, take your hard-earned money. Because that's all it is. It's one of the original scams. And it happens in all religions. Not just Islam. You know, like in many religions, if someone has a psychological problem, they'll call in their local really religious leader who say, ah, oh, well, you know, the devil's got into him or her and I'll beat the devil out of them. And in, and in attempting to beat the devil out, sometimes the person has actually been killed. So, but anyway, let's uh, go to our notes. The first word you only guna 
I've written it down incorrectly. Incorrect that. Okay. It's trilateral root, or in other words, the three letters upon which it is based are called Ain, Lam, and Neem. And using uh, those uh, three letters, 14 words have been made and used a total of 854 times in the Holy Quran. And uh, 382 times we have the word Alim. And uh, 163 times we have the word Alim. And 100, uh, 105 times we have the word Ilim. And uh, 73 times we have the word Alamin. And 49 times we have the word Harlam. Yeah, 49 times we have this word, Alam, and 41 times we have the word Alama. And what else is there? 18 times we have uh, the word Alim, and 11 times we have the word Ma'alu. And then once or twice and so on, we have words like Mo'allam uh, and Ma'alu and uh, etc. These are common words in Urdu that uh, people know. So how do you learn what something is? Well, there are two ways of doing it. One, of course, is you know what it is. And the other way is to try and uh, describe something by its adjectives, by its qualities. You know, I mean, you know, if, if, if you know my name, then you can use that name and people will immediately realize, you know, who you're talking about. Or you could say, you know, that guy who wears glasses and has a white moustache and uses a dinner cap and broadcasts at this time and so on. Now, the more qualities, <clears throat> the more <coughs> the more adjectives you give, the closer they get to the truth. But simply relying on adjectives means that you uh, actually might miss out important information. For example, you know, Allah is the name of the divine being. And as soon as we say Allah, we know what the other person is talking about or what we're talking about. But if we say Rahman, well, Rahman is an attribute, it can also be a name. So the question naturally arises, what do you mean by Rahman? And Rahim and so on. 
but God is also Kahar. He is Maliki Yomiti. He will ask us to account for our deeds on the day of judgment and punish or reward us accordingly. Now, if you just say Rahman and Rahim, someone might misconstrue that, well, God is Rahman and Rahim and I can do whatever I like. And I'll never have to account for my deeds. So that that is a problem with uh, trying to describe someone just by their attributes. One, it's a long-winded exercise. And two, even if you give a thousand attributes, the person may not learn exactly which item you're talking about. You know, you can say it's four wheels, it's got four wheels. And you can say, oh, okay. Uh, well, that sounds like a, a car or a jeep or a van or a truck or a truck and so on. And then you say, no, trucks are more than four wheels, so maybe it's not a truck. So it's one of those three. And then you give more examples and you get closer and closer to the truth. And eventually you might say, you know, oh, okay, so it's a car. But you, what you might have in mind is a particular type of car. You know, you might be thinking of a Honda CRV and you might describe that and they know that, you know, uh, what kind of car it is, but they may not get the fact that it's a Honda CRV, uh, etc. Then sometimes you learn things from the negative. Um, for example, the Holy Quran says in chapter 8, verse 60, La ta'lamunahumullahu ya'lamuhum. What you don't know, God knows. So, you know, here you learn about the things that you don't know about. People are doing experiments, but they don't know what a black hole is. What happens when things go into a black hole? They say nothing comes out of a black hole because the gravity is uh, uh, so strong the gravitational pull that even light cannot escape from a black hole. This is why it looks black. But then, you know, what will happen to human beings in that black hole? Will they be crushed? How will they survive? Is there nothing inside a black hole? If the gravitational field is so strong that everything would be, you know, crushed into powder and so on. We don't know that, but God knows. And you see, the thing about... <clears throat> another thing to remember is that there are two ways of knowing, of learning. One is that God tells us something. Now, God knows everything, and when he tells us something, that is perfect knowledge. That knowledge is complete and perfect. But 
it could be that he is left to us to find out things. But if that's the case, then it may be that uh, as uh, knowledge develops, we reject our previous ideas about something. You know, at one time, um, yeah, particles were regarded as, the atoms were regarded as solid. And, you know, the name was the current bun model of the atom. That the atom is like a current bun and the electrons are stuck on top like currents on a current bun. And then it turned out that that wasn't the case. Atoms weren't solid. They were a bit like our solar system. They have the nucleus, like the sun, and just like planets go around the sun, electrons rotate around the sun. At first they thought electrons rotated exactly like the planets. But then they realized that, you know, no, that's not the case. It's like a cloud. So the same electron could be going like this and then like this and then like that and so on. So his rotation is like um, spherical. It's like a football. And you don't know that electron can be anywhere in that uh, The same thing happened with light. Uh, Newton said light consists of particles. Because he was trying to describe how reflection and refraction takes place. I don't know, I, I don't think he knew about interference and diffraction, but if he did, he chose to ignore it. Huygens, on the other hand, said no, light is like a wave. Because if you assume that light is like a wave, then you can easily explain the patterns you get from interference and diffraction. So people switched over and they said, no, 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 Newton, yeah, well, he was a great scientist, but he made a mistake. And then, of course, Einstein did some experiments and he showed that under certain conditions, light behaves as, as if it's a particle, it's called the photoelectric effect. You know, solar panels are based on that. Light shines on certain metals and causes electricity to flow. Einstein discovered that from the photoelectric effect. And you can only explain that if you assume that light behaves like particles and not waves. So a new concept was born. The wave-particle duality. And that is, well, we don't really know what light is. Uh, some things we can explain if you assume uh, it's particles. Other things we can explain if you assume it's waves. So uh, it behaves the way it does. 
you know, either one way or the other. Uh, we can't tell what it is. And that's the point with imperfect knowledge that, uh, you know, it develops. And what you believe to be the truth at one point may actually be totally untrue at another point. So, <clears throat> and you also, and, and the interesting thing is that, you know, God says, or talks about Talim as well, which is um, knowledge. So we have Ar-Rahmanu Allam Al-Qur'an. Chapter 55, verse 21. God, what? The beneficent, He taught you the Quran. And then it says, Allama bil Qalb. Chapter 96, verse 4. How did He teach you? He taught you with the pen. Wa ullimtum malam taulam. Chapter 6, verse 19. He taught you those things, and you had no idea what they were. Things that you did not know. And there is an important truth hidden in that, which is that until humans learned preserve knowledge. There was very little development. Because, you know, you have a scientist or a mathematician or someone who'd spend his life doing research, etc., etc. And teaching people as well. But he didn't have any means of preserving that. So, when he died, it may be that people to whom he talked, to whom he taught, remember some things, some of the things that he taught, but he may, but they may forget others. And by the time you're in sort of second generation, third generation, all his knowledge is probably disappeared. And God is saying here that until he started teaching you with the pen, your development wasn't going very far. And once you started preserving knowledge, then you started learning things that you didn't know. And that's the point about research, and this is why research is important. You know, when you, I, I don't know about other countries, but uh, uh, in this country, certainly when you're in the last year of your graduation, you uh, get projects. They just give you a project, you know, do this, and document your results and, uh, you know, submit them. 
can be a question answer as well at the end after uh, submitting the uh, called a viva like an orally but it is an oral exam not like an oral exam <clears throat> but the point is that you preserve that knowledge you've written that experiment up if you were unable to do that you would have had to verbally explain these things to people and they may understand them correctly or not and when god says you see in uh, chapter 3 verse 164 god says that you allimuhu mulkitaba bal hikma that is the teach the book and wisdom so god says in there are two types of knowledge one is in god's book and one that we acquire ourselves through our own efforts by study or research or whatever and this is what the uh, <clears throat> in chapter 2 in al-baqarah verse 31 and god says ba'allama adam al-asma'a kullaha and he taught adam the names of all the things now i mean obviously if you look at the universe you know it's impossible for someone to know and even just the names of everything if you were to ask me the names of all the planets <clears throat> in the solar system i probably couldn't do it even if i could probably wouldn't be in the right order you know, i'd just be saying a name that comes into my head but as i said right at the beginning that knowledge of something has two aspects one what its name is and two its qualities its attributes so by saying that god taught adam all the names it, you know doesn't mean adam sat there shaking back and forth you know Uh, reciting these names until he knew them by heart what it means is that god gave adam the ability the ability to learn things by his own efforts but god puts these things in us how does a honey bee know what it has to do to go around and take the nectar take it back to the bee hive make honey protect the honey uh, the the queen bee and a thousand other things 
Bee colonies have skulls, which go out to find a suitable place for them to build a nest. They have soldiers who protect the queen and the hive. They have workers who work and clean the hive and make the honey and all that kind of thing. I mean, you know, how do these things know? They're not like human beings. They cannot write and preserve this knowledge and, you know, uh, scout bees don't get a, uh, the equivalent of uh, Google Maps that they, you know, just type in suitable places to build a beehive and 10 options come up and some go somewhere, some go somewhere else and have a look at them. There's no manual that you type in and say, you know, what does a worker bee does? And a job description comes up. It's all in their nature. How did it get into their nature? That God put these things into their brains, into their hearts. And that's the point about Adam being different, humans being beings being different, that honeybees can only do the work assigned to them. They can't go out the, out of that. But Adam was given the ability to learn and to decide. He was told what the right thing is, but he was given the ability to decide. Do I want to do it? Do I, don't I want to do it? And so on. So, <clears throat> with that, we've slightly gone over our time. I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and uh, wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, and Goodbye.